This is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping engineers succeed in work and life. The show is hosted by engineering enthusiast Anthony Fasano and Chris Knutson. Both are professional engineers who found success early in their careers and now work together to help other engineers do the same. Now it's showtime. Hello, this is Anthony Fasano, and this is the show for engineers who want to succeed in both work and life. Today's episode is another Q&A episode. Again, I love these episodes because this is why we do the podcast for you as an engineer so that you can succeed. And we get at least one to two questions a day at this point. So there's plenty of questions for us to answer. And we've been doing them through this series, which is the first Friday of every month. And this is the fifth episode in what is going to be a six-part series, or we may just expand it if we get more questions. So what we're going to talk about today is I've noticed the theme in the questions that I'm answering today is all really focused around value, how you provide value in your engineering career. And so you'll see the running theme through this episode of value, and I'm going to get into that a bit. And especially at the Take Action Today segment at the end of the show, I'll give you a real big tip on value. It really means everything in your career. Now, this Q&A series is sponsored by WPI's Foise School of Business. So if you are thinking of getting an MBA, but you don't really have one in reach for whatever reason, there's a lot of stuff going on in your career, and your life, consider WPI's Foise School of Business, a top-notch business school integrated into WPI's world-class educational experience. With a distance education format that features six visits to campus per year, WPI's MBA program is one that any engineer should consider. I've had the honor of being featured in a couple of their articles and their webinars, and just reading some of the case studies of some of their students is really, really impressive. So definitely check them out, and I'll give you some more information about them at the end of the show. So with that, let me give you a quote that's going to take us right into These questions from engineers, listeners, technical professionals. Again, we're going to talk a lot about value today. So the quote that I selected was from Albert Einstein, and it goes as follows. Try not to become a man of success. Rather, become a man of value. All right, now it's time for the main segment of today's Q&A episode. And let me jump right in to the first question, which comes from Zuhaib from India. I have a three-year employment gap. Can an engineer join as a draftsman and then be promoted to a design engineer? So I think the question is, can you come into a company as a draftsman or draftsperson and then get promoted to a design engineer? And I think the answer is yes. In fact, I know the answer is yes, Zuhaib. And I think the way you do it, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, is provide value. I know people that have come in as interns to corporations and become the CEO, right? The question is, is do you have the work ethic, the determination, and really the desire to get to that point? Because if you do, you'll be able to do it. But getting in the door is really an important part of it. And that's a big thing. So if you can get in the door as a draftsperson and then work your way up, I think it's definitely a good way to do it. Next one is from Bonnie from Toronto. I accepted my first full-time job offer in engineering consulting, even though my heart is in manufacturing due to the bad economy. Although my gut feelings told every ounce of my body this is not the right job during the interview, I ignored it. Now that I've started, I'm very unmotivated in the work. 95% reports and forms, 5% meetings, etc. I miss all the field work I've done during my co-op experience, and I feel very unhappy here. I feel like I'm starting to lose my passion. 
I have spoken to my manager before in a private meeting, and he informed me that the company will not be developing towards any work that can give me more hands-on experience. What should I do to get back into the field I want? Should I look for a new job? Are there skills that are transferable in consulting that can help steer me towards my career goals again? Bonnie, thanks for really opening up with that one. There's a lot going on here for you, and I appreciate you sharing with us because it's definitely going to help other engineers that have the same issue. The first thing I'll tell you right off the bat is that you didn't lose your passion for this job that you took. You were never interested in it. So I wouldn't frame it that way. I would just frame it that, listen, you took a job that you had to take because the economy, I mean, listen, we got to survive. So you did what you had to do to survive. And that's all you can do. So now what you do is you look for a new job. I agree. You take that approach. And when you're looking for a new job, if someone says to you, well, you just started this other job, why do you want a new job already? You just be honest. You say, listen, I took the job. I'm not passionate about what I'm doing right now, but you know, I needed a paycheck. I needed to survive. So I took a job to just keep learning and to sharpen some of my skills while I took the time to look for the job that I really wanted and where I can really provide the most value. And there's nothing wrong with that. But here's the thing about it, Bonnie. Now you understand what happens when you take a job that you're not passionate about. Now you've experienced it firsthand. So my recommendation to you is take your time on the next one. I know that this job right now, you're not crazy about it, but even if you have to do it for another three, six, nine months to find your ideal job, that's okay. Learn what you can there and look for the right job. Take your time. Don't rush through it. And if you're interested, you can check out our engineering mastermind at theengineeringmastermind.com and join up and get some advice and input from other very motivated engineers. But I think you're on the right track, believe it or not. This is a job that you had to take, and now you can boost up from here. We got another one here that came in from uh, India, Athmuri. I have interest in manufacturing company and production field, but I have no experience in that field. I completed my BTEC in 2013 in the electrical engineering field. Is there any courses I need to learn for going into the manufacturing field? Can you please help me? Well, I mean, I can't help you specifically because I'm not familiar with manufacturing in that industry, but here's the answer. And I give this answer a lot, actually. I'm only an expert in, on so many things. And I don't span all the industries. But what I would say is, Ath Murray, find someone in that field and ask them. It's really an easy answer for me. Now, I'm not saying it's an easy process for you, but what I am saying is, if you can find someone that's in the manufacturing industry and you can find out what credentials they needed, what coursework they took, what's been helpful for them. That's how you're going to find out what you should get. And who knows, in the process, by reaching out to someone, asking for mentoring and advice, you might even find someone that will hire you, you know, if you make a good impression. So I think that the approach that I would take is to find someone in the field and get their path and try to follow it. The next one is from Jason in Houston, Texas. Hello, my name is Jason. I am a mechanical engineering recent graduate currently in Houston, Texas. My wife and I have decided to move back to her home country in January of 2016. My question is, how can a recent graduate find a good career in a field they have not worked in yet? My background is mostly mechanical design in the oil and gas industry. I have tailored my resume to fit a mechanical design engineer, but I am having trouble getting an interview. Most of the openings online request several years of experience in that very specific position or a salary that is much lower than the one I am currently making. I have been looking for companies and applying for jobs online, but I have never had luck with online applications. 
I have been hired every time I get an interview through connections and I have reached out to everyone I know, but I have limited connections with the foreign country due to our circumstances. Staying in the U.S. is not an option and I continue to get rejection emails. What should I do next? Thanks. So this is a kind of a loaded question, a lot of different things going on here. So Jason's got to go back or not has to, but he's decided with his wife that they're going to move back to her country. I'm not sure where that is. He wants to get a job there, but he's having difficulty because he doesn't have a lot of experience in the field. He's trying to get a job. So Jason, my approach in this situation would be to get any job you can. And again, I don't always say that. Sometimes I say, you know, really focus on getting the job you want to get. But in this situation, you're going to a new country. It's a whole new ballgame. You just need to get in the door somewhere. Get your feet wet. Take whatever salary you can get as long as you can live off of it. And then, you know, do your thing. Provide your value. Strut your stuff. Get to know things. Learn. Build your contacts in that region because you don't have any right now. And then you can kind of decide what you like about that area, what people you're gravitating towards, what specific discipline of the industry you like, and you can start to build up from there. It's like the first question that we had in this episode. Get in the door and then go from there. Again, if there's financial constraints, I understand that that might be a challenge, but you got to understand that when you're going to a completely new country in this case, or even if you're relocating to another region in the same country, in a sense, you're starting from zero with contacts. And especially in your case, you're going to a little bit of a different industry. So you might have to take a salary cut. But if you believe in yourself, if you believe in your skills, and hopefully if you listen to this podcast, you're getting a lot of those skills that you can utilize, you can then build yourself up, climb that ladder, whatever you want to call it, you can get it done. But you've got to get yourself in the door. That's a really, really critical thing. Shifting gears a little bit on this one we got from James. My question involves the trading of stocks during the workday and how to approach the situation with your boss. I, I don't know. I mean, my answer for this one is like, if you're doing engineering, don't trade stocks during the workday. That would basically be my answer. Listen, if you feel strongly about trading stocks, do it on your lunch break for a little while. If that's something that you want to do, I think that's fine. But I mean, I don't know why you would get into it with your boss. I mean, I wouldn't really think about doing stuff like that. So Again, that's just my own opinion, but I would shy away from doing things like that at work. The next one is from Jonathan, engineering student, North Carolina. Hello, my name is Jonathan Owen. I am a civil engineering student at the University of North Carolina, Charlotte. I graduated with an AAS in civil engineering technology in 2014 and decided to go on to obtain my bachelor's of science in civil engineering. I love civil engineering. I'm having a hard time deciding what concentration to get. The options are structural, geotech, transportation, environmental, land development, and energy infrastructure. I am leaning towards either structures, land development, or energy infrastructure. My question is, how hard is it to bridge concentrations as a young engineer? If I get into a concentration in structures, could I work in land development and vice versa? This is a good question, and I can answer this in general. So that regardless of what discipline you're in, it will be helpful for you. So it is true that in a lot of engineering disciplines or industries, there's a lot of different disciplines. Civil happens to be one of them, like Jonathan mentioned. One of the key aspects to this is understanding the credentialing requirements and the background experience for each discipline. Like in Jonathan's example, structural engineering, I did land development, so I can speak on this pretty well. Structural engineering requires some more technical certifications and knowledge than land development. Now, I'm not trying to say you need to be smarter or need to have more information, but what I'm saying is in land development, there's no such program in undergrad in most schools. Some there is, a few. So when I came out, I didn't even really know what land development was, but I got into it, I learned it, and I was good at it. 
structural engineering is pretty much in most engineering schools across the US and probably across the world. And if you're looking to do structural work, oftentimes they look for a master's degree, they look for very specific schooling. So my point is, is that it's probably going to be harder for you to come out and do something like land development for four or five years and then go into structural engineering because you need to get a master's degree, you need to get educated on some different structural components in school or in a school atmosphere, whereas land development, you would get educated on the job. So if I were you, I would probably try to do structural engineering first without getting a master's in structural, if you can, for a year and see how you like it. If you like it, go for a master's and pursue that field and become an expert and do all the things we talk about on the podcast. If you don't like it, then switch to land development and try that out. That would be my recommendation. And that would be my recommendation for all of you out there having the same question to think about what's required in each discipline so that you can do it, do it smart. You can make sure you can cross back over as needed. It's a very, very, very important question because it happens to engineers every day all over the world. I mean, people always want to switch. So you have to think about how you can put yourself in the right position to make that switch. So those are the questions that I have today. Again, you can go to engineeringcareercoach.com, click on the Ask Us tab, and put your question in. It's hard for us to respond to all of them by email these days with all the questions we get, but we can absolutely respond to them on the podcast, and that's what we've been trying to do, and we want to keep this going. We hope that we'll be able to extend the series as well. We'll try to find another sponsor to help us keep this Q&A series going. I think it's very important. Chris and I both love doing these episodes just to answer your questions, because that's what the engineering career coach is all about. So with that, what we're going to do now is we're going to jump into the Take Action Today segment of the show, where I am going to talk to you about value and just give you a couple tips about value that I think will help you in any line of engineering, in your career, personal life, really in all aspects of life. Let's do it. All right, so now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of the show, Chris and I's favorite part of the podcast, because this is where we try to give you a real action tip that you can take and use. And today's is going to be focused around value. And before I give you those tips, let me once again recognize our sponsor for the episode, WPI. Robert A. Foisey School of Business. They specialize in equipping candidates, much like yourself, for an MBA experience, an MBA-enabled career path. They're built on the foundations of technology and innovation, which are two very important things if you're an engineer, right? Technology and innovation. WPI's MBA program delivers a dynamic, personalized, collaborative, and supportive environment for engineers to augment their technical capabilities with business understanding, acumen, and know-how. And they do it all through a format that affords working professionals like you the opportunity to fit the program into your day and your week in a way that works for you. For information, visit business.com wpi.edu or call 508-831-4665. Again, that's business.wpi.edu or call 508-831-4665. And we are going to have Mark Hertz come on who's who works for WPI, who is an engineer who got an MBA and now works in the MBA program just to talk to him about how an MBA can help you in general as an engineer. I'm really looking forward to that episode. That should be coming up here in the next month or so. All right, so let's talk about value. You heard me in a lot of the questions today talking about the importance of delivering value in your career. The more I think about this, the more I learn about it, I really understand that it's the fundamental of all success is deliver value. Because if you can deliver value to people, then you're going to be successful. In whatever you define success, it doesn't matter. 
Because if you can give someone value, then someone's going to be willing to pay for it or someone's going to be willing to engage you for it or however that's going to look for you. So if you get into an engineering company and you give value, you will get promoted. You'll have to. And if they don't promote you, you'll be able to go somewhere else and get paid for that value because you have it, because you can give that value. So when all else fails in your career, give value. And what I mean by that is, what does your company need to succeed? What do they need? Clients? Do they need more business? Do they need a more efficient systems? Do they need whatever it is, whatever your skill sets can help you do to provide value to your company and your clients, just keep doing it. Keep doing it and doing it. And that's what happened for me in my engineering career. I just tried to provide value and I got a couple of promotions without asking and just started really advancing rapidly. And really what it came down to when I looked at it was I was providing value to my company, to my clients, to my coworkers in every way that I could. And so messages, don't overcomplicate this. Keep it extremely simple and just deliver value. I think that that's really the best way that I can offer that to you. Because if you can do that, if you can figure out that value equation, it's going to be really helpful for you. And I've mentioned this book on the podcast about a million times, and I'll mention it again. The Five Laws That Determine All of Life's Outcomes by Brett Harward. We met him in Austin. He came to our meetup last year. He talks about this, the idea of value. In fact, I'm due to listen to the book again. I try to listen to it on a regular basis, but really check it out and implement it. and You'll have a lot of success. And one last note on that is we are having our Engineering Career Summit in New Orleans, May 12th, 13th. Please come and hang out and learn and develop yourself and put together a roadmap for your engineering career and your future. I'm really excited. You couldn't find all these speakers in one place if you tried. CEOs of companies, leadership experts, proposal writing experts. I mean, just check out engineeringcareersummit.com and please consider coming and joining us for a few days down in New Orleans. We'll have fun and you'll learn quite a bit. And until next time, I hope that you continue to engineer your own success. Thank you for listening to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Be sure to visit engineeringcareercoach.com where you can find all past episodes and also download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also to help develop your leadership abilities. Now is the time to engineer your own success.